turning mistakes into opportunities five strategies approach by Mohammed Bader we all make mistakes either in our personal or professional life this article offers five steps to learn how to turn your mistakes into opportunities so here are five steps I experimented with when things got tough they proved to be effective and helped me regain confidence in myself and move on it does not mean that I was problem-free but it opened the door for me to create capacity for what is referred to as the river of integration. I was able to move from chaos and rigidity to being flexible, adaptive, coherent, and energized and stable. This is Mohammed Bader, your host. Typically, I'd be talking about poetry or reading you poems, but I thought I'd share this piece with you. Number one, be fearless and accept your mistakes. First, it is important to recognize and accept responsibility for your own mistakes and shortcomings. Stop dwelling on your mistakes. Instead, be fearless and accept your shortcomings. Be genuinely you and move forward. It is okay to accept your mistakes and be vulnerable. I'm a very big fan of Brene Brown, whose motto is to keep it awkward, be brave, and be kind. I live by these principles on a daily basis. Some may disagree, but I use these principles instinctively for the past 30 years, and they never failed me. The greatest lesson I learned early in my career is that management is an invitation to conflict. During those tough times, being kind, having empathy and compassion for others never failed me. For a long time, I was worried about my shortcomings, both at home and at work. At work, I was worried about my professional reputation. At home, I worried about hurting the people I loved. I would ruminate about how others thought of me. I thought perhaps my family or colleagues would lose faith in me. But I would, I th- that I would lose my family or my job when I made mistakes, regardless if they were personal or professional. I would spend nights tossing and turning in agony, anxiety, and self-blame. I came across a book called Mindsight, written by. Daniel J. Siegel, MD. Immediately I realized I needed to have empathy, not just for myself, but also for those who angered me. The book did not say it in such a way, but Dr. Siegel pointed out that in order to develop new neuropathways, 
I had to calm my brain. As I worked through my emotions, I learned to accept my mistakes and decided to take proactive steps to remediate my shortcomings. During the last 30 years or so, I worked on marketing and reinventing myself more than 10 times. That is an average of one time every three years or so. I also had to genuinely be me. I really needed to address my own fears and what triggered me to feel so insecure. I still feel insecure. You never get rid of it totally, but you are aware of your role, which will help you fix the problem. I recall when I felt insecure. The fear was unparalleled to anything I have ever experienced. Therefore, my emotions swung from one extreme to another. Honestly, I did not find colleagues, friends, or family to be particularly helpful. Accepting my vulnerability, being honest with myself helped me understand what triggered my anxieties and help me move on. There were so many people or systems I could have blamed for my problems, but I had to face my own shortcomings. For the sake of this article, I'm not going to focus on systemic racism or structural racism. I know those exist, but for the sake of my own growth, I'm taking this approach of seeing how I can impact the things I have direct control over. Strategy number two, talk to a therapist or a professional coach or mentor. I could not have moved on without seeing a professional. Sometimes I talked with a therapist or an executive coach or a consultant. But when you have situations that impact you emotionally, seeing a therapist can help you decipher what is your issue and what is others. I realized as an executive, there are a lot of people like me who are in need of this type of help. The isolation you experience as you move up the career ladder becomes harder as the margin of error becomes thinner. You become accountable to many things and issues. It is important to remain centered and human during these times. Colleagues, family, and friends can be helpful but after a while, they do not like to see you vulnerable and they may not have the tools to help you. A therapist or an executive coach can quickly assess the problem and offer professional solutions. Pure insurance or employer EAP does not cover therapy. It is worth it to pay for it privately. 
To grow, you do not need someone to agree with you. You need someone to challenge you. Find that person. The third strategy is to manage your stress and maintain boundaries. Breathe. Breathe. We all make mistakes. I found out we make mistakes when we lack skill set. We are tired, stressed, scared, or afraid to assert ourselves and set clear boundaries. You might be taking on more responsibility than you can handle. You might have not communicated or not asserted your boundaries. One thing you can do is to set clear boundaries and ask yourself this question. Whose problem is this? I learned that question from an older boss who helped me set boundaries and help me not overextend myself. If the problem is not yours to solve, then find out who needs to fix it and allow them to fix it. I suggest you consider the following ideas. Maintain clear boundaries. Find a way to deal with your own stress. COVID-19 created a huge impact on all of us and isolated many of us. So find ways to rejoice and connect with people in person. Take care of your mental health. Exercise. Take care of your body and nutrition. You need an anchor to help you face the storm of changeable business and stakeholders demand. Ground yourself. Make sure you have enough sleep. Delegate when appropriate. Trust others to do their parts, but verify that the job is done as you want it. And finally, no, it is not personal. It is business. It is easy for me to say this now, but harder to accept it as many of us pour our hearts and souls at what we do. So getting feedback feels very personal. Find ways to normalize that and focus on getting the job done. Strategy number four. Genuinely fix your mistakes. If you made a mistake, apologize. If you made a mistake, apologize, accept responsibility, and redo the work with the following in mind. Ask for clarification about conversations and agreements you've had. Accept feedback. A colleague taught me feedback is the breakfast of champions. Ask for help from others. Do not make quick decisions. 
sleep on it if you must. Before you accept a project, ask the following questions. What are the deliverables and timelines? Who is accountable to whom? Ask yourself, do I have the right tools, people? Do I have capacity? What kind of support do I need? What happens if this idea fails? Apply an equity lens and ask who is impacted and who is better off by these projects. Create feedback loop and give periodic updates. Finally, I, I found out mistakes happen due to the following. Lack of communication, lack of clear boundaries, unrealistic expectations, power dynamics and power struggles, lack of understanding of equity issues by the supervisor and the supervisee, lack of understanding of the technical issues, and lack of trust, period. Lack of trust, I found this to be the most prominent one in my career. Lack of trust is destroyer of everything. Lack of clarity of roles, understanding who is the decider. There are technical mistakes and those are easily fixable. There are relationship mistakes and trust, and those are the most complex to resolve. When trust is lost, it is really hard to fix. In that case, you have to adjust and work on the relationship rather than the project. If you cannot repair trust, that can be challenging. You might invest energy in step five and reinvest and reinvent yourself or look for other options. Strategy number five focuses on developing a success strategy. Imagine it is a new beginning and a new road. Develop a strategy to help you succeed and minimize future mistakes. Read as many books and articles on the areas you need to improve. I would suggest you research adaptable leadership, quality improvement, supervision, radical candor, and books on human-centered design. However, despite all of the books and the trainings, I realized I had to develop my own model. The following are my recommendations to prevent future mistakes or at least catching them before they grow bigger. The approaches are five and can be called the five A's. The first three will start with the word A, like adopt, and the last two, AA, will be inward facing as in accept and assert. Here is a brief summary of the five A's. I will later explain it more in detail, calling it the Bader's 5A model to fixing prevent recurrence of mistakes. First A is adopt a team approach. Second A, adopt quality improvement 
and human-centered design concepts. Three, adopt an adaptable and equitable approach. Four, accept yourself. Five, assert yourself. Adopt a team approach. Other than defining your own management philosophy, it is important to adopt a team approach. Very often we like to work alone and take individual responsibility for success. I discovered the value of relying on my team and work partners for success. Having a backup or a co-leader really helps you keep track of projects and ensure success. It also provides for diversity of opinion. Teaming up with a partner and sharing power with them can be helpful too. And will cut on resentment and competition. It will even the playing field and will enhance trust. It also helps develop your team members who are eager to take on leadership roles. Adopt a quality improvement and human-centered design approach. Skill up on different models of quality improvement and human-centered design approaches. Infuse that in your work. This depersonalizes the problem and it will help you focus on systems and processes. It encourages the reporting of errors and problems to design systems to solve them. It replaces individual failure and blame into system-wide process improvement. Here are three approaches I frequently use. Feel free to Google change management and quality improvement and you'll find a lot more approaches. These models can be used to fix and prevent future problems. Plan, do, check, act. plan you recognize an opportunity and plan a change do test the change carry out small scale study check um, some also call it study review the test you analyze the results identify what you've learned and act you take action based on what you learned in the study step as a human Centered Design, I recommend the book called The Field Guide to Human Centered Design. Second um, approach I use is uh, called Eight Disciplines Problem. Solving ADs is a method developed at Ford Motor Company used to approach and to resolve problems typically employed by quality engineers or other professionals. Focused on product and process improvement, its purpose is to identify, correct, and eliminate recurring problems. Third um, approach I use called ADCAR. The word ADCAR is an acronym for the five outcomes as individuals need to achieve for a change to be successful. Their awareness, desire, knowledge, ability, and reinforcement. This is a powerful model 
This powerful model is based on the understanding that organizational change can only happen when individuals change. Now back to my five A's and I am talking about um, adopting a flexible and adaptive approach. Do not dig in your heels. Leave room to readjust and change. As a friend of mine once advised me, have an exit strategy to save face. Also, bend like a tree when the wind comes. Number four, uh, assert your needs. In addition to the above, here are a few things you can do to jumpstart your success. Before you do anything, realize that you have power. All in capital letters, you have power. Use it. Acknowledging your shortcomings does not mean you cannot stand for yourself and advocate for your needs and create a plan of action that you design and choose. You can also work with a success coach. Update your resume or LinkedIn profile. You will be amazed at how much self-discovery you will have. The fork is the problem. Talk to your direct manager. Have the courage to verbalize your needs. Be clear about your goals, needs, and do not blame others. Only focus on your own issues to fix. That is how growth happens. And the final A, number five, is accept yourself. Remember, not all mistakes are bad. They are just mistakes and an opportunity to improve. Do not beat yourself up. Failing and failing well is an acceptable quality improvement methodology. These are a few things that you can do to, to help you build your success. I suggest that you document your success plan. Create and write up a plan so as not to repeat the mistakes and address your shortcomings. Sign up for appropriate trainings to skill up. Infuse equity and racial justice in all you do. And highlight what motivates you. What makes you tick? And do more of it. It will give you energy. And finally, periodically review your success plan. Once you answer these questions, write up your plan and review progress periodically. Ask questions and adjust your methodology. Have fun. Have fun while you are doing it. And remember that you have the power to change. Finally, ask yourself this question. Are you in a job or a relationship that makes you grow? Is it make you tap your creative genius? If not, reset. Thank you for reading or listening to this. Please comment, give feedback. I hope to start a series of leadership articles based on my own shortcomings and learnings.
Thank you for listening to the Arabian Traveler Poetry. This is your host, Mohammed Bader. And if you like it, if you'd like to hear more, please contact me at thearabiantraveler at gmail.com. Until we meet again.